wanted to uh, go back where we were, was last week on um, in the book of Matthew. And I ain't, I ain't preaching on what I preached on last week, but uh, I want to go back and pick up that Matthew 5, chapter 5. Except this night, tonight I want to back up about four verses, and this is really bring it all together. Uh, it was one of them kind of types of deals. I really wanted to preach what I preached last week to, to be able to really bring into light really what was on my heart. It was one of them things that were, it was hard to explain, so I just had to preach last week, and now come here this week and kind of bring this to you. But uh, I want to talk to you tonight. Uh, I, I love this title. I love this title. The reason I love this title is it'll make some of you feel much better here in February. Uh, here's, here, here's what I want to preach on. I want to preach to you about salt life. <laughs> I know a couple of you are going really like that because that, that's your, that takes you away. And, and you think of nice, warm, beachside salt life. But that's not quite the salt life I'm talking about. But I am talking about salt life tonight, salt life. So go back to Matthew 5, and we'll start with verse, uh, verse 10. Verse 10, and we'll read down to verse 13 where we read. We just read one verse last week. It was verse 13, but this all, this all goes together. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes we, we, we dissect the Bible to, to study it. I know I, I do that, and even to preach on it. But a lot of times we, we do it harm doing that. Because the, the scriptures, you know, they, they run together for a reason most of the time. And sometimes you can see natural breaks. But this, this, is, this is supposed to be a continuation. But, of course, this is a, the tail end of the Beatitudes. And it says this. It says, blessed, blessed are they, listen, which are persecuted. They don't, I know that don't even sound right. They don't even sound right in our mind. Uh, but it's what Jesus said. He says, blessed for those that, which are persecuted. But, but. But for this, for righteous, not for just any reason, just because you go through trouble don't mean you're blessed. Just because you have a hard time don't mean you're blessed. Just because things, you have a, a rough week, it don't mean you've no. Blessed are you when you're persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's pretty powerful, ain't it? Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you. And she'll say all manner of evil against you falsely. Now, how many knows it's got to be a lie or a distortion? Can't be true and you be blessed. Right? All right. For falsely, listen, listen. For my sake, he says, for Jesus' sake. Verse 12, rejoice, he says, and be exceedingly glad because of what we just read. Because you're persecuted. Rejoice but you receive for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the, the prophets which were before you. And now, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, salt life. But if you have lost, if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the foot of men. Amen. Salt life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness, your mercies tonight. Thank you for your word. I, I even pray, I pray tonight, Lord, for even my thinking and to help me to just to rearrange uh, what you've put upon my heart and to bring it forth, Lord, in my feebleness and even my weakness tonight, Lord. And uh, allow us, Lord, to, to grasp it for the hour that which we live. I, I do sense this is, uh, this is a very important uh, that we do grasp this, Lord, uh, uh, for the value that's in it tonight. 
Uh, bless our time together. Bless those that's come out tonight. Bless those that are sick, Lord, and uh, those that have great needs even that we've prayed on tonight and then even beyond that. So we look to you for these things, and uh, we'll give you glory, honor, and praise. And it's all in the name of our great Savior and our Lord, coming King, Jesus Christ. And all the church greens say, Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord tonight. Bless his name. Amen. 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 You can be seated tonight. Uh, uh, I, I, want, I want to bring you this. This is kind of like a, one of the, it's just a couple big thoughts in this thought tonight. And uh, I had to break it up from last week to, to even be able to present it uh, as, as I put it on, as the Lord put it on my heart. But uh, this is kind of one of the big thoughts of it tonight. But uh, I want you to think, I want you to realize in this text tonight, uh, to be the salt of the earth, to what Jesus is talking about, to be, to be the influence. And that's really why we spoke on what we talked about a lot last week about being an influence and we used social media a lot last week because that was kind of a tie-in because I, I told you I feel like there's so many losers influence being hasty and, and being quick and 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 we brought out all them rules all them rules to social media and some of you've been getting to relive them on Facebook all this week and I just felt led to do that I thought some of my dear friends on Facebook need to see some of these rules <laughs> so, so I've been shooting some of them rules on there just for some of my dearest friends, not here in the church, but beyond the church, for for that they may, might maybe would touch their eyes and and give them a great thrill in their spirit. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, uh, think about this. Think about it. To be the what Jesus is talking about, uh, I really see at least in this text tonight. At least two things. Now, to be the salt of the earth, it, it may include more than what I'm going to talk about tonight. I want you to understand that. But I want to guarantee you this. It's going to, it's going to be for sure at least these two things I'm going to talk about. At, this is for sure because it's right in the text. But to be the salt of the earth, to be an influence. And I talked to you last week about how I feel, I feel such an urgency about that. I feel such, so important in the hour we live in. And I feel like that's something that's slipping. Uh, uh, and that's why that's why I use social media because I see a lot of folk that 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 don't use it wrongly, but they don't use it at all to be as a platform. And, and I talked to you about that. I, I thought it's such a powerful platform. I believe if we use it as salt, if we use it as influence, if we use it in that way, and, and use it fun too. I like to use it fun too. I like to throw a dog on there or a cow every now and then or whatever. Or, or, or bug or gray bear or whatever. I like, but, but I'm talking about, but, but sometimes, sometimes there's issues that are brung up even on there or through somebody else that you can be an influence. And it's not just that arena, but I'm just using that because what's troubled me is, is I did hear some young folk. I heard some young folk talking about how they even hate to, to even, even say anything or, to, or they would rather be silent. And see, that's, that's our issue. That's what really, that stirred me, that bothered me. Because that, that is the majority view of, of not only the youth, but of a lot of Christians. They would just, they would just go silent. You're going to go silent. And if that's your view, you're probably not going to like me tonight. <laughs> but to go silent. Now, I brought out a lot of rules last week that, 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 that support being silent a lot. Sometimes you should be. 
Sometimes it warrants it. Sometimes you shouldn't be hasty. Sometimes you should not get into somebody else's business. Sometimes you, you should have all the facts. We talked about 20-some things that really, really supports sometimes being slow to speak, as Scripture tells us. But now there's these other times and these other moments when we should speak and when we should be an influence. And that's, that's the part that I've really been stirred about. In other, words, in other words, this is one part of being salt is us responding. You can't be salt. You can't be influence lest we respond. Did you see the criteria? For his sake. For the other part, righteousness sake. Some things, some things, some things we should respond to. Some things, when, it, when righteousness is on the line or for his sake is on the line or injustice or someone who can't speak for themselves or, or, or there's something just evil or there's something, something that needs to be shouted from the rooftop. We should respond. There should be a response. That's what Jesus was talking about. He's saying you need to, you need to respond sometimes. If you're going to be salt of the, that's what he called it. Jesus called us that. He called us salt of the. He called us as influencers. Christians. I'm talking Christians tonight. That's what I'm talking about. He said we should respond. Now, like I said last week, I don't think everything that comes along, no. And, and a lot of stuff we ought not. A lot of stuff we ought to leave alone. But there's, a, there's many times that I feel like, especially, especially these, what I'm going to call hot-button topics, issues that, that are so important, that are so important uh, uh, to, 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 to our conviction, so important. Uh, Ecclesiastes, let me, let me throw you a couple of scriptures in here as we go along. Ecclesiastes, and, and you know this scripture. I don't really worry about the first part of it. But listen, he says, there, there's a time to keep silence, but there is a time to speak. Now, that, that's, just so, that's just so right. And, and of course, that, got, that ties into to really discernment and, and ties into that. But, but, but this, this is an age that I feel like is, this is an age that, that, that there's very little response out of the church, out of believers. It is. In America, it's very little response. We, we would prefer to stand on that, I'm going to be silent. And I'm going to share with you why in a minute. And you all probably already know why we do that. But I'm just going to stay silent on this. And, 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 and other, other than a, a handful of drama kings and drama queens, about everybody does. And, and most of us or some angry evangelicals. There's a handful of angry evangelicals out there that don't say, and that kind of turns us off, and we just decide, you know what, I, I don't want to even be stereotyped with that. Come on. Am I right? I've been there. There's been a few times I'm like, good grief, I don't even want to be clumped into that. Are you one of them, one of them angry haters? No. But sometimes you've got to respond. Sometimes you do got to say something. You know, these issues has come swirling to the top here lately, like, well, like abortion and the various other things. That, that, man, there should be a response for his sake, for righteousness' sake. 
when, when there's cruelty, or, or, or like what my little niece is involved in. She's involved in that, that sex trafficking uh, of young girls. She's, she's really sold out into that, seems like. She's really got a passion for that. I try to encourage her in it. I don't really know how to help in it much. I try to pat her on the back. I try to tell her I'm praying for her. I try to I tell her, do whatever God puts on your heart. Go for it, man, whatever. Whatever, because who knows? But there's, there's, there's one who, if you've noticed, that's one of the things she's not silent about. She lights up even Facebook with it. That's what I'm talking about. There's some issues, some issues that, that, that deserve a response. That something needs, and it takes courage. It takes courage. It takes a lot of courage. I, I heard a story, uh, and I'll probably get might get some of it wrong, but it was it was uh, 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 in, in Germany. In Germany, actually, I've heard a couple of stories about during the Nazi period, uh, when the Third Reich was coming to power, and, and even after they come to power. But there was these two particular pastors, and I can't remember. One of them is the name now, but they, they both had churches there in Germany somewhere and somewhere uh, pretty prominent. But one of them's name was like, uh, I, can, if I, can, I probably can't say it right, but it was like a Martin, uh, Martin uh, uh, Mueller or Mu Mueller or something. It had a funny name, but anyway, it was something like that. But, but uh, I, remember, I remember vividly what, how this is a true story. I remember vividly uh, some of the stuff that went with the sto- story. But when Germany was first coming to power, and he said he, and this is his biography, that he wasn't, he wasn't too concerned. Matter of fact, he thought, man, this might be good for the country before, of course, before it went plumb crazy, before it went, got way out there because he kind of held some of the views. Because first of all, though, he said in the beginning of, the, of that third right move in the Nazis movement, they, they come after the socialists. You know, that was one of the first things they did, the Socialist Party. They, they come after them. And, and he said, he said I didn't say anything because I wasn't a socialist. And, and they come after them, and, and they, of course, they killed a big bunch of them and toted them off. And then, and then, and then uh, uh, the second, the second uh, 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 kind of a, I guess if you would call it this, kind of a, kind of a, a second wave, if you will, they come after what, the, what was known as the unionist or, or what was kind of part of the, the corporate and kind of like what we know now. They come after them. And he said, I, I didn't say nothing because I wasn't a unionist. And he said, then the third, kind of the third wave, and of course we all know this part. We, most of, some of us don't even know maybe that first two parts because it wasn't as well publicized. But the third part, because it got really radical then, they come after the Jews. And the Nazis come after the Jews. And, and he, this is what he said. He said, and I still didn't say nothing. Pastor. And I get that because you can almost see that now. I, see, I can kind of see that, not to the degree, but we're not far. We wouldn't be far from that if things went a certain way. But they come after the Jews. And you know what he said? He said, I didn't say anything. Because I wasn't a Jew. But then this is what he said. He said, but then in a few years, they come after me. And he said this. And this this just I've never forgot this story. I read this story way back. He said, he said, and there was nobody left to speak for me. Wow. Man, think about that. 
Everybody was gone. I remember another story that came out of Nazi Germany. It was another pastor, and I can't even remember his name. I just remember this story, and I remember it very vividly. And I, and I remember, I read this story when we were still down at the old church. Uh, we were still at the old church, and I can remember the, the trains. When you all remember, I don't know if you, some of you remember, the trains would come by when we was in church sometimes, and, and they'd blow the, blow the horn and all that. You could hear the train even on the track because we was just right there next to it. And, uh, but he, he, taught, he had a church beside the railroad. And that's why this story, I really related to it. But he had a church beside the railroad. And he said, during the years when they were hauling the Jews to the Nazi camps, they would come right by his church where they were having church. He said, every, every Sunday there would be a train load coming by Jews. And he could hear them. They could hear them. They could hear them, you know, hollering, begging, pleading whatever and he said you know what we did we played and sang louder man stories like that just get hold of me true story and I can see that can y'all see that I can and I bring these stories out I, I, I not to be dramatic but I bring them out that, that we really understand that a response sometimes is needed. Even if it does mean death. Even if it does mean uncomfortable. Even if it does mean that, 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 that we're ostracized or, or whatever. Sometimes. There's a scripture in Ephesians 5 and 11 that says this. It says, have no fellowship, of course, we know this with unfruitful or works of darkness. But listen, it goes further, but it says, no, no, speak out. Speak out. Not as an angry evangelical, but as what Jesus was talking about. I put this on Facebook this morning. The Lord put, I read this verse, and the Lord quickened my spirit with this thought. You know, it's a big difference in trying to be influential and to be offensive. Huge difference. And that's what scripture is calling us to do. That's what being the salt is calling us to be influential. To be an influence. Not to be offensive. There's such a big difference. And that's what God's calling us to do. He's never called us to be offensive. He's never called us, called us to take the truth and just shove it in somebody's face and be offensive. But he has called us to speak up. Speak out. And to be salt. To be salt. You know what? I, I don't know if you ever caught this verse or not, uh, but it's a pretty potent verse. I've always remembered it, and it just come back in my mind as I was studying this thought even uh, this week. But it's in Titus. I, I want to read it to you. Titus 1 and 9 and 10 and 11. This is what he talks about. He says, he says, hold fast the faithful word. And that's what we do as we have been taught, that we may be able to, by sound doctrine, both to exhort and convince gainsayers. Right, right, right. Verse 10. For there, listen, there are many unruly and vain. This, this would have been good for last week's Facebook message, wouldn't it? <laughs> vain, vain talkers and deceivers. Even, listen, even at that time, he's talking about the church right there even. Especially of the circumcision, that was their idea of the, of the church folk. But then listen, 
I don't know if you ever caught this verse, but it's pretty powerful. It's like, it's like shove it in your face, man. Whose mouths must be stopped. That's a response, ain't it? Paul says, Paul says there's some people, sometimes, and, and let me just let me bring context to this verse, because this is just not just a pig in a poke. But this this was this was to them that were in leadership or them that, that had a responsibility. And, and it, it would carry over to if you was a dad or a mom or a leader in a church or, or, or a leader in some way or a leader in your community or people look to you as a leader. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes somebody's got to say something. Why? Because, because their mouths must be stopped because what are they doing? They're overthrowing entire houses, entire families, communities. You ever seen this? Where it's going on so bad. I mean, entire families are being destroyed. He said, sometimes, sometimes they just need to shut, you need to shut their mouth. That's a response, ain't it? Y'all looking at me like you don't even want to look at me now. This is Bible. And I know it's harsh, but that's, 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 that's the response that Paul is even bringing. I know I feel that responsibility a lot of times when I hear junk that I know is unbiblical. And somebody's trying to push it on others that it does subvert the whole family. Turns the whole family upside down. You know what? I get that. I feel that unction to shut somebody's mouth. I know I know. several years ago, and I'm not going to date this because I don't want nobody to even try to figure it out, but there was some that got to go to, to some other church and, and, and some other wild-eyed preacher was there, and, and there was a lot of heresy being preached and a lot of crazy stuff going on. And they, they were getting, and, and, and you could see they, they were getting subverted. They were getting turned plumb upside down. And I kind of had to get in the middle of that little group and shut the mouth. <laughs> because that's just the way it is. Amen. Teaching things which, which is, they, they ought not. So, so listen, to be the salt of the earth, uh, to get where I'm going, i got to hurry up. I could, spend, I could spend all night talking about our response. I really could. But I, I don't think that would, I don't think that's, would do us a whole lot of good uh, if I don't get to the last part of it. But there is a response. Because silence, silence is not getting the job done. Is it? We've been silent. Silent and silent and silent. We, but it's not getting the job. How can we ever proclaim the whole counsel of God being silent? How? I know. A lot of people tell me this. I'm going to let my life Speak for me and my stand, and that works to a degree. But just like the pastors in Germany who just played the music louder, just letting letting their lives speak wasn't enough. That's not a response. Some things demand a response. Now, I'm talking to a good, mature group of people here tonight. I don't even have to, I don't think I even got to qualify this at all. Because, like I said, last week, that's why I preached everything I preached last week. Last week really qualified what I'm talking about because we just don't go crazy and jump in with both feet and go to causing drama. No, no, no. And you know that. 
But there's sometimes response is needed. There's sometimes we got to speak against evil. Sometimes that's what Jesus wants us to do. Because if we don't, it just leaves a whole lot of people in confusion. A whole lot of the church world, a whole lot of young folk, they're, they're in, right now they're in confusion about gay marriage or, or gender or abortion or, or refugees or, or a thousand other things. Marriage, life, everything. Why? Because we're silent. No response. Now, I know all that's got to be handled with grace and love, not as an angry idiot. Amen. But grace, and like Jesus, when I run into angry evangelicals that I somewhat confront, you know what they tell me? Well, Jesus got the whip out. Jesus got the whip out one stinking time. And every preacher in the world just wants to always throw that out there. That's like the ones that want to drink. They say, well, Jesus turned the water into wine. I mean, my goodness, you can take one scripture and. He sure did. He sure did. Yeah. Hey. Good response, Brent Byers. Good response. See, that's what I'm talking about. Right there. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Anytime you respond to any of these hot button, and that's all I can call them, and they don't even have to be hot button topics, but if you respond to sometimes some low ball stuff to the wrong people, you know what you get. Blow back. Blow back. And Jesus told us that. See, that's the whole thing about Matthew 5, 10, 11, and 12. He says that. He says, you need to respond for righteous sake, for my sake. And listen, by the way, there will be persecution. It's not a surprise. It's going to happen. It's a sure thing. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get blowback. You're going to get pushback. You're going you're to get things that come back on you. 2 Timothy 3.12 says, All that try to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer this persecution. Will come through great tribulation, great trouble, great trials. They will be stuffed. Now here's, here's the reason I bring all that out. Because just the response. I want you to hear this. Just responding don't make us salt. Listen, I, I've preached that that way before. I've always thought, man, we just, that's how we be influenced. We just put our 10 cents worth in. Tell them how it is. And there you go. I'm an influence. I did my part. Come on, y'all. Y'all know that scripture too. I tell you, the, the Lord, you, you read God's word long enough, he will kill the legalist in you. He will. You can be a legalist, but if you can't stay in that word, it ain't long. Grace going to get you. Grace going to get you. Amen. But, but just responding don't make us influencers. 
Just like whoever. Whoever jumps on Facebook and responds to whatever. It don't mean you got influence. It don't mean you got salt or to your community or to your neighborhood or even to your family, does it? Here, here's what Jesus, he takes it. It's really a two-part thing. If you're going to have salt life, yes, for sure you gotta have, you got to have a response. When it's time to have a response. But here's the thing. You get the blowback, and here's the second part. If you're going really to be salt, it's how you handle the blowback. That's really going to tell you. It's really going to set the scene whether you got influence or not. Come on now. The blowback. How, how well do you handle the blowback? Gooey now. Because that's where influence, that's where influence either lives or dies. Just because you know the truth, to what to say, just because you know what to spit out there, just because you can put a big hot phrase out there like I do sometimes on Facebook, don't mean I got influence. No, no. It's when the blowback comes. And I get in there and I call it, everybody's idiots. All y'all are stupid. We see that. Not from me, but we do see that. And that's where either influence either lives or dies. I've never seen this before. Because Jesus says, when the blowback comes, he says, rejoice. He says, not only rejoice, hey, be exceeding glad. He said, woo. They, as they did it to you, they did it to the prophets. Your reward's in heaven. If I wasn't so in the word, you could throw me out again. But it's true. It's true. Just because just we get heavy mouth and heavy-handed and, and go to respond in a certain way, that, that doesn't make us influential. What makes us have influence is when the blowback comes and we can respond. We can respond a certain way to that. Now tonight I want to close with just a couple little things because you know me, I, don't, I can't bring up a thought and not tie some practicalness to it. Because I think this, for sure, I think this is so big, such a big deal about tying our, how we respond to the blowback that really makes our influence. I, I, want, to, I want to spend a little time on that. And, and, and I want to give you four or five points on, on how to handle the blowback. And it comes from a man who wrote a, really an entire book that really deals with blowback in the New Testament. Peter, Peter in 1 Peter, he, he, his whole, that whole first book is really about how to handle blowback. How to handle when you stand up for what's right and you, you suffer for it. You're persecuted for it. When they come, that's all, that's all really 1 Peter's about. If you really study 1 Peter, it's really about, here, let me teach you how to handle blowback. That's what Peter's saying. And there's some powerful stuff in it. And I want to bring you a couple things out of tonight. What, what little time I got left, uh, and, and, and I, I want to. We'll start right here. First Peter, First Peter, chapter four, verse twelve, and verse. And, and I've done kind of brung this out, but we'll go ahead and read it anyway. Listen, listen. Here it is, beloved. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though 
some strange, hey, when you, when, you met, when you spoke up, when you responded like you should, don't think it weird when the fire comes. When you throw gas on it, don't think it's strange. And he goes on, he goes on and, and he says this, but rejoice. Ain't that what Jesus told us? Told us. That's a, I say that all the time, told us. We had some visitors a couple Sundays ago, and I said that. I said, told us. None of y'all did nothing. They was all like, like, nah. Such an eloquent speaker. <laughs> none of y'all, I looked around, didn't none of the normal folk, y'all just sat there. Y'all got ears for it now. But all them visitors, they, they we went, we went. I seen two or two of the women look at each other like, wow. <laughs> I impressed them. With my vernacular. <laughs> Amen. Listen, Jesus told us this, though. But rejoice in so much what? As you are partakers even of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. So here's one. Y'all, y'all remember the Rocky movie? Uh, Lord, there was 18 of them. Uh, I, I liked most of them up until I got, till I, till he got old as I was. And, I got tired of watching him go out there. But them first three or four, it was really good. But uh, the first two, I, think, I don't remember. It might even been the third one. Remember when Mr. T, Mr. T, I don't, I don't remember which one. That might have been about the third one. I don't know. But anyway, I remember, I, I remember a phrase out of that, that that really, really is so true with what I'm preaching tonight. But Mr. T, remember the reporter, he was all dressed up. I pity the fool. Remember? Because that was the 18 when he was DJ. I pity the fool. Anyway, they asked Mr. T, they asked Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang, that was his name, Clubber Lang. Man, my mind is coming around. <laughs> Clubber Lang, they asked him, they asked him about his prediction. Them two little girls on the back said, Clubber who? Rocky what? Uh, but but the, the, the reporter says, like, you know, in the movie, what do you predict, Clubber Lang, is how this is going? You remember, this is, a, this is, this is so famous. It's so famous in my mind. You know what he said? I predict pain. <laughs> Remember? Remember? He said, I predict pain. <laughs> Come on. And that, that's the truth. That's what Peter said. Peter said, I predict pain. I don't know where this stuff comes from. I enjoy it, though. It helps me understand the Bible. I tell, I tell I get a hold to it. But that's what Peter's saying. Let me tell you what. He says, when you respond, and this is this is a part about handling the blowback. Understand it's coming. Don't be surprised. And we are. And you say, somehow we got to get that mentality gone. We got to understand that. Yes, I'm going to stand up right here because I feel the need. I'm not going to let the train go by and me just sing louder. I'm not just going to do that, but I'm going to have to say something. But here's what I know. The moment I say something, there's going to be pain. And I'm not going to be surprised by it. Because it seems like the surprise is what shuts us down. And we shouldn't be surprised. I see some folks sometimes. I can see them. I can see them inching out there, inching out there. Even on social media sometimes, I can see them inching out there. And they say good stuff, and they, they, they post good stuff, and, and every now and then somebody, somebody, somebody will push back. You know what? I don't see them for months. You know why? 
The pain. That's predicted. That's Clubber Lang. It's coming. I guarantee it. It is because Jesus said it would. You will be persecuted. He said it. Jesus said it. Not just Clubber Lang, not just Peter. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 12, you will be persecuted if you're salt. So part of, of, part of, of being able to, 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 to hold that and to, 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 to be the influence that you need, it's, it's realizing that it's coming. It is coming. The second point, uh, 1 Peter 3, 12 and following. 1 Peter 3, 12 down to, I think, verse 14, Kayla. Listen, I want you to hear this. The eyes of the Lord, they are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. That's not the point. And who is it that he will harm you? Listen, who is it? Who is it can harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Who is it? Who is it? But if you, are, if you suffer for righteousness' sake, man, happy are you? happy. Jesus preached it. Peter's preaching it. We don't preach it. How come we can't handle blowback? That's why we ain't got influence. That's why we don't respond on hot buttons or things that we know. I'm going to catch some junk over this. Y'all ever did that? I have. I've had stuff right rolled out before. And 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 mm. or I was gonna say something and get with somebody in it. Now sometimes that's warranted. Sometimes that's the spirit of the Lord. Sometimes that's just God moving. I'm saying you've got to be discerning. That's where maturity comes. But this is the thing. Here he goes on and says, hey, happy are Be not afraid of their terror. And listen, listen. Neither be, calm down. That's what he's saying. When blowback comes, because it's coming, calm down. Relax. That's what he's saying. Don't be troubled. Stop being so reactive. Be less reactive. And, 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 and more courageous to love. That went over good, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but it's true. You know what we are? We're reacting. Did you hear how they talked to me? Did you see all that? Rather, 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 rather. I know one time somebody, somebody, somebody gave me kind of down the road a little bit on, on the big social media scene. And my daughters like flipped out. They like to flipped out. And I had I had to actually head them off. Because man, they were war painting up. They were saddling up. I mean, we them two girls, they they was going. They and I had to calm. You know what I did? I told I told I, I got them both. I said, calm down. It's all right. I said, I'm a big boy. It's all good. It's all good. It really is. And all that even turned out really good in the end. It really did. And the, a great relationship 
with were some of the persecution come. And it wasn't even persecution. It was just a few bad lines on social media. That's not even pain. Come on, church. It's not even pain. Good day. I got to hurry up. I got to always say that. It's never true, is it? First Peter 4, this is simple, but I want you to hear it. First Peter 4, 8, 9, 10. Above all things, there it is. Above all things, Peter says, have fervent love among yourself. Why? Because that covers a multitude of sins. Just love, 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 love. Use hospitality one to another without, don't be grudging. I know they said it. I know they did it. Uh, don't be grudging. I tell you, this book of Peter's dead on this subject, man. This is dead on. Don't be grudging. Chill out. Take them out for a hot dog. Bring them home for a hot dog. Hospitality. Use it. Come on over. Don't poison them. <laughs> Don't be putting no x lax in their brownies. Verse 10. And every man hath received, as every man hath received a gift, even so minister. Minister. The same, one to another. Good to, grace. See, that's influence. Can you see the response? To the persecution brings the influence. Am I the only one that sees that? Y'all see this? That brings influence. Because you've handled the blowback with what? Grace. And a brownie without x lacks. You handled it good. With love. You got great influence now. You are the salt of you got salt life. God's word will stand all by itself. God's word is powerful. I'm gonna tell you the more I study this thing, the more I'm convinced, man, it is just radical. Of course, you gotta believe it. Uh first Peter, first Peter three, I'm just gonna read a couple of these and then I think I gotta close. First Peter three, eight, nine, ten. He says, finally, finally, be all of one mind. Having compassion one for another, love the brethren, be be courteous, uh, not rendering here it evil for evil, railing for railing. That's what I had to call my girls down. Calm down. No railing for railing. Y'all seen it, ain't you? None of that. But but here it comes here it comes here it comes. But contrary contrarywise, he says blessing, influence. Blessing, blessing, knowing that, that you are there unto called, that you, you should, you're going to inherit a blessing. You're going to inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, his lips that they speak no guile. And you'll have influence. That's the way you, you respond to pushback, to blow up. To blow back. Amen. Amen. Last, last couple. First Peter 3.15. And sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer. Because here's what's going to happen. If you've really handled the pushback and really had the influence, they're going to answer, what's up with you? I've seen it. What's your deal? Why are you so good to me after? What's going on with you? What do you got? 
What's in your heart? How could you be this way? How can you still be good to me? Be always ready to give answer to every man that asketh you the reason of hope. What, 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 is, what have you got? What is the difference in you? Be ready to give answer. I remember I had a man ask me that one time. And he'd been rude to me a lot. He'd been really rude to me sometimes. Used dirty words. But that's all right. I come from a world where I'd heard a few dirty words. <laughs> you know what? I thank the Lord. I, I don't glorify none of that. But I thank the Lord he brung me through all that. Because I'm sure it's helped me in my, help, in my helping others. Because I don't freak out over that. That don't bother me at all. I can handle it. I don't go like, oh. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to hear it. I'm not, I don't want to hear it. But, but if there's a worldly man, what do you expect? If he's a sinner, hey, 29 years ago, I'd have been right there with him. But I had a man like that one time. And, and I kept, and even, I didn't even know these principles then, but it was just grace and love of God. Just because I love, just because all God done for me. I just, I just had influence on him. Because you know what? I responded to all his cussing and all his sharp remarks, all his critique. I, and finally, one day, one day, you know what, you know what he said? He, this is the exact words he said. He said, you got you act like hope's candy. How you get hope like that? Be ready to give a man an answer. Come on. Of course, the man did get saved. He really did. Went to the Lord. Went to be with the Lord when he passed through. Amen. Because, that, you know what? Salt life. When he cussed me, I didn't cuss him back. That's what he was expecting. Or I didn't, I didn't, I didn't leave him. Or I just didn't go silent and... I ain't going, but I have said that before. Cindy made me go back. That, that was a scary time there. You, you wouldn't even, <laughs> it really got out of hand that time. Amen. But she made me go back, and I went back, and he got saved. Had influence. Amen. First Peter, I got to finish. First Peter 2.15, and the last couple. For so is the will of God that with well-doing, you even put, finally put it to silence. They'll, just, they'll go quiet on you. The ignorance of foolish men. Yeah. They'll go quiet. Everybody but Hannah. Amen. Amen. Last one. Last one. First Peter 4, 19. I'm trying to hurry. Wherefore, let them that suffer. Here it is. Blow back. Let them that suffer according to, listen, the will of God. Commit the, com, com, the commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful steward. Trust God. Just trust God. How do you handle the blowback? You just trust God. Having done the will of God, you just trust God. You have need of patience. Having done his will, you have need of patience. Just trust him. Trust him. And then trusting him, you get influence. You, you respond to the blowback. And you gain, you have the salt, you become salt. You become salt. Amen. Now, I want to throw this in. Because I've had this happen. I preached all this, but I have blowed it. I just want you to know, I know it's hard for you to believe. I know you can't hardly believe it, but every now and then I have blowed it. 
blowback I didn't handle right. Am I the only one? <laughs> so, so, I want to give you this last scripture, and we're going to come pray. Paul, get your old behind up here. 1 Peter 4.15, let's read that. Let none of you, now I know this is a little harsh, let none of you suffer as a murderer. Of course, we know Jesus told us that could even be hate. Don't suffer because of your hate. Sometimes that's what blowback brings, don't it? Hate! And Jesus said, you're like a murderer. When you hate, don't be a hater. He said, he goes on and says, as a thief or as an evildoer, as a busy body. In other words, here's what I want to tell you. Here's, when you do blow it, and there will be times that the blowback is just too much sometimes. Or it has been. And it does happen. You repent, man. You won't. You don't suffer like that. There's a repentance. And I've even had to go tell people, you know what? I really didn't handle that right. I've had to go to them, sometimes to several of them, and say, you know what? I handled that all wrong. And it's usually family. Just so everybody knows, it's usually family. I do pretty good with strangers and neighbors and even church people. I do real good with church people. I do. But family. Act like I'm 16 again and I'll just give them the 411. <laughs> how about that? And then, and then this, that's, I know how David felt. My heart is smoked within me. I got to go do all that old I'm sorry stuff and forgive me stuff and repent stuff pull crow out of my but that's the way you got to handle it or and you know what guess what guess what when you do even that even when you even when you miss it bad and you do that you repent you get it right you got more influence than you had even to begin with. You will. You still got salt. Still got salt. I had, one time I just did on this big blanket coverage one time because I felt like I'd been being ugly. I felt like I'd been being rude and nasty. And I just told everybody, everybody about it. I just said, you know what, I... I'm just sorry. I just felt like I've been way off here. Influence. Influence. Salt life. Salt life.